And as usual, we've got an interesting show for you. So today, we're going to talk about your personal care products. And what's so amazing is that the medical industrial complex even believes that your personal care products are dangerous. And the one question is, well, how dangerous? Well, what products? And, you know, how do you, how do you get around this? How do you, you know, uh, keep yourself personally acceptable in the face of all these dangers? So uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Well, let's just say hi to those folks on Facebook, see if we can find them. I tell you, if they give me one more button to click, uh, <laughs> I might become obsolete. All right. So we're going to click this button and click that button. While we're hooking up with Facebook, I'd like to say I am thrilled to announce that Vitality Capsules Regular Strength are in stock available and shipping. So if, if you are back ordered on the green bottle, regular, then um, your capsules are on the way. All right, guess what? I found Facebook. <laughs> All right, we're going to say hi to the Facebook people. All right, hi, Facebook. So the big deal here uh, with personal care products, first of all, I went to medical school in 1979 to 1983, that four-year span. And we were told in medical school, don't worry. All that stuff you put on your skin, not a problem. That's why we have pills. You put stuff in your mouth. The idea that anything can be transmitted through your skin is just, well, poppycock. Just nonsense, silliness. And, of course... You know, what do they have? They have 22-year-olds who have been in um, a state-sponsored prison from at least uh, kindergarten through 12, through bachelor's degree, without interruption. That's a really important qualification for getting into medical school. So we were accustomed to believing, well, exactly what we were told. So one semester they give us that story, which, you know, sounds plausible. What the heck? These are authority figures, and we're just naive 22-year-old people. And we just say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Then the next semester they say, well, wait a minute, we have transdermal nitroglycerin patches that help with chest pain. It's like, whoa, wait a minute, uh, I thought stuff couldn't get through the skin, right? Like, well, that was your story last semester, what's so different about this semester? How come these, the, there is medicine that actually is transmitted through the skin? What's the deal? Now, the answer to this is extremely, extremely important. The answer was this, and listen carefully. 
we put chemicals, we, the royal we, the pharmaceutical companies, the FDA, the ultimate wisdom, the authority figure in the sky, whatever, puts chemicals in patches to irritate, read, damage, and destroy your skin so the medicine can penetrate. Correct. And so what this means then, so any medicine you have that's in a patch form is designed to destroy your skin. And this is why your nitro, your um, nicotine patches, for example, or your estroderm patches leave uh, a reddened area. It's not because estrogen causes redness. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's because there's a chemical in the patch that destroys your skin and facilitates absorption. Okay. This is not to say anything bad about pharmaceuticals. That's not the point. The point is anything you put on your skin that you purchase in a tube has chemicals in it to facilitate absorption. That means to destroy the integrity of your skin so whatever it is can penetrate. So let me drive this point home a little further because maybe you're not really understanding the full magnitude of this. So if you're a woman and you're purchasing makeup, there's a few things you want to happen. First of all, you want the makeup to stick to your skin. Well, your skin is not designed for stuff. We call it stuff. To stick to it. It has a nice uh, acid mantle, which is a little bit um, greasy. And it's designed to slough off and let things go and dump things out. That's what it, your skin is designed to do. So, of course, in order for your makeup to stick to your skin, your skin has to be damaged. Literally, damaged. So that this uh, makeup can stick. Now, uh, if you're on Facebook, you can see this picture. Uh, I hit two hands together like this. This is your face. This is your makeup. If it's just put on like this, it's not going to stick. But if the makeup damages the skin and can form a bond there, then your makeup's going to stay on all day, which, of course, is what you want. You want the makeup to stay on all day. But what people don't realize is that makeup, in order to stay on all day, has to destroy the skin and create a bond and penetrate the skin in order to stick. Now, what does that mean? That means if you, whenever you start wearing makeup, you're going to literally damage your skin, uh, create reddened areas, and create, uh, we can call it micro-scarring, because that's like the, the modern-day lingo, micro-scarring. But what really happens is over time, maybe a month, maybe six months, maybe a year, maybe two years, your face gets so damaged that it becomes very unsightly without makeup. And then, at that point, you're like, oh, I have to wear makeup. And you literally put on your makeup every single day uh, at that point because you have to cover up the damage caused by wearing makeup for several years. What's the cure? <laughs> obviously, well, I say obviously, but the cure is to stop wearing makeup and to start being nice to your skin with materials uh, that are safer. We'll talk about that later on. But, the, but this is the point for you to understand, is if you buy something and it's a cream or anything you put on your face, cream or makeup or whatever, and we're going to have a list here today of, of products, uh, it's designed to damage your skin. It has to damage your skin in order for it to work. That's how it sticks to your skin and that's how it penetrates. And 
that is done by destroying the integrity, that means wholeness, health, of the, the, skin, the cells on your skin. A lot of people look at me on Facebook and say, oh my gosh, <laughs> you look so young, you don't have any age spots, you don't have whatever, whatever damaged skin you're supposed to have. And that's because I, uh, I might have worn makeup mm, maybe 10 days in my whole life. Uh, but it's simply a matter of not damaging your skin. And even um, lotions, don't use lotions. So a lot of things I don't use. So we're going to talk today about what the big deal is. Like, why should you even care? I mean, so what? Just put this stuff on and keep wearing it. And, uh, you know, your face will look great. And who would want to be around without makeup anyway? <laughs> I have children who feel that way, by the way. I have one daughter who literally carries a suitcase, a suitcase of makeup. So um, today's show is prompted by, you guessed it, Medscapes. This is a medical message. This is a medical message sent to all the doctors around the world, and this is like the school of what's happening now with the medical industrial complex. And so, what they've said is banned from soap. This is an ingredient that's been banned from soap. The, you know, if you want to just focus like small-minded approach to this, would be oh, well, I'm going to check the label to make sure that that ingredient's not on my label. If you have that posture, then, of course, you've missed the point. The point is, although they've taken this particular ingredient out of personal care products, they're obligated, just because of the nature of personal care products and consumer demand, to put another equally harmful and maybe even more harmful ingredient in to accomplish uh, the objective which is, of course, to get stuff to stick to your skin. And some people believe in um, hand sanitizers and deodorizing, and that's nice. And so in order to satisfy the, um, the myths, the social constructs, and social values of the day, uh, these things are put in personal care products. So we're going to talk about other ways to satisfy these uh, social concerns. So banned from soap is triclosan, still a concern. So those of you who've been reading labels for a few years, you just noticed that this actually did pop up on a lot of uh, labels, things like toothpaste, deodorant, um, shampoo. So what's the big deal? So deodorant, yep, shaving cream, toothpaste, even trash cans, clothing, cutting boards, credit cards. These are a few of the ways consumers can come into contact with triclosan. And this is amazing. Can you imagine putting it in your credit cards? Really? <laughs> um, on cutting boards, which means it gets in your food. On your clothing, which means, believe it or not, it actually is absorbed through your skin. Uh, I know the big deal with trash cans. Most people keep the trash cans outside the house, but whatever. Uh, but toothpaste, you know, you're swallowing some of it. Shaving cream, deodorant, it's going right through your skin. So a growing body of evidence suggests that it can be harmful. Now, this is a growing body of evidence suggests, suggests is maybe, that it can be, more maybe, harmful. Okay. Now, a lot of you might say, well, Dr. Daniel said, I don't think I should worry about that at all. But did you know, did you know that most scientific studies actually provide this level of evidence? 
a growing body of evidence suggests. In other words, if a study isn't proving anything, it just suggests. So we're going to go with the flow here and say, hey, it's true. So this is an antibacterial and antimicrobial chemical that's been used in personal care products and as a pesticide for decades. So, whoa, 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 do you really think that you should be eating pesticides and putting it on your body? Now, you have to ask yourself, why is this put in personal care products? Is it put in there to keep you from getting infections? Absolutely not. It is put in there because many personal care products are made with an ingredient called water. Yes, water. And what water does, in, uh, when you have it in a medium for a period of time, is it creates an environment where mold can grow. And so then you put in, things are added like triclosan to prevent the product from becoming moldy between the time it's manufactured, the time you buy it, and the time you use it. So most people, if they buy something and then they open the, t the jar and there's mold growing it, they're probably going to be unhappy and they're going to return it. And so things like triclosan and other um, inedibles are used in personal care products basically to, as a preservative to prevent mold and bacteria from growing in the product between production, time of production, and time of consumption. Okay. So scientists in recent years have stepped up their research into its potential health risks, says Dr. So-and-so. And this doctor has published studies on triclosan's effects on mitochondria. The, the, this is, the mitochondria is the the smallest energy-producing unit in your body. You deactivate the mitochondria, and you can eat all the good nutrition you want. You will be tired. Okay. Um, and so the mitochondria plays a role in human pre-production and other functions. And that's like a serious understatement. So mitochondria literally makes life possible. So we know that it harms mitochondria. That's like they know. There's no... Uh, no guessing, no suggestion, no we think so, it's we know so. So they're very, like we, no, this is a sentence, I'll read it. We know that it harms mitochondria. Whoa. So you're, you have an ingredient that literally unplugs, destroys, shuts off the very foundation of life, and you're wondering if maybe it could be harmful to humans. Okay. So what's known is it harms the smallest energy-producing unit in your body, which means, again, it nullifies the impact of diet, exercise, and any other healthy habit you might want to have. And we know it affects reproduction. Okay, again, if you're dead, you know, reproduction, so what? So in other words, it affects every single life function because every single cell has mitochondria in it. That settles it. But the research has been conflicting. And we did a whole story about research so we can understand how research can be conflicting, since half of it is fabricated anyway. So a review of 30 studies looking at the use of triclosan in toothpaste, for example, found it was safe. And who paid for those studies? Hmm. There do not appear to be any serious safety concerns regarding the use of triclosan copolymer toothpaste in studies of up to three years in duration. The authors of what's known as the Cochrane Review wrote. Now, most people use toothpaste for more than three years, just saying. The EPA, that was the Environmental Protection Agency, which has authority over its use in products such as toys and textiles, assessed triclosan in 2008, and they decided it harms human health. Oh, to find out it harms human health. And they said, hey, nothing, uh, you know, the EPA said, hey, no problems here, don't worry about it. 
However, the agency banned it from antimicrobial soaps because, it said, companies failed to prove it was safe. So the, com- the agency, on one hand, said it's safe, and then it said, well, let's ban it from soaps because it's not proven safe. Now, the FDA banned the chemicals used in antimicrobial liquid soaps in 2016 and the same last year, that would be 2018, for over-the-counter antiseptic products such as hand washes, surgical scrubs in hospitals, doctor's offices, and other healthcare settings. Now, I just want to say, uh, back when we were at medical school in uh, 79 to 83, triclosan was everywhere. And it was believed that, hey, triclosan is our friend. And we were just told, just blanket statement, all chemicals are good. If they weren't good, why nobody would be making them? (laughs) And so the FDA's ban was limited because of the way products are regulated. Soaps that make antibacterial claims are considered over-the-counter drugs and subject to FDA approval. But the agency has different regulatory power over products considered cosmetics, such as shaving gels, lotions, in which triclosan may be used as a preservative. And that's what I was explaining to you. This triclosan is, is quite uh, deadly, we know, if it's used as a pesticide. And the purpose of it in your personal care products is simply to prevent the growth of mold and bacteria, to preserve the product so that the microbes cannot consume and degrade it. So these products don't have to gain FDA approval before being sold. Now, what has happened, just by the way, is because people have avoided triclosan, many manufacturers have voluntarily removed it from their products just because people read the labels and they can't sell stuff with triclosan. So you can thank your health nut friends uh, who read the labels. While some major manufacturers went further than the FDA bans required, a recent study says 2,000 or more products are thought to contain triclosan. Now, why would you think a product contains triclosan? Why not just test it? And also found in the environment. Another study estimated 96% of triclosan was used in products that end up down the drain, such as soaps and detergents. Now, again, soaps and detergents, they don't end up totally down the drain. If you put soap on your skin, it gets absorbed. And again, especially soaps. Soaps and detergents have um, special molecules that are one end is positive, one end is negative. And those molecules flip around and literally uh, destroy your skin, removing the outer layer and making it more easily penetrated, just by the way. And when we were um, in medical school, and actually even in college, these were hailed as a major breakthrough. Because now you can get that skin just squeaky clean. (laughs) So because of its use in so many products, it enters the environment and the sewage system. And it's been detected in fresh water streams and rivers all over the country. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. 
The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N at hotmail.com. This is a limited time opportunity. Don't miss it. This is Dr. Daniels, and welcome back to Healing with Dr. Daniels. Okay, so we're looking at these uh, 
this research on triclosan and how it appears to be really in many uh, places. So the research, so how much do consumers need to worry? And I think that it is inappropriate to address this problem with worry. I think it's just time to take action. It's like tying your shoe. You don't sit around worrying about your shoelaces. You just tie them, take care of it, boom, and go about your day. So I think that that type of approach is much more useful than even um, worrying. I just want to say um, the presence of this uh, damaging chemical in the streams, in the waters, is, a, is an issue, and people tell me, oh, Dr. Daniels, I dug a well, and my well water is wonderful. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I wouldn't trust well water. But everyone has to decide where they are going to draw the line. So I draw the line is I don't put it stuff in my body, and I don't put it in my mouth. So there you go. Now, because it's used in so many products, it enters the environment, enters the sewage system, and it's been detected, like I said, like they said, in freshwater streams and rivers all over the country. And it's been measured in fish that we eat and in vegetables. So people can get this indirectly since it's really moving through the environment. Now, even though it's moving through the environment, it turns out that the greatest harm can be done by things you ingest and put on your body. So if you just exercise that level of discretion... Uh, you're really in pretty in pretty good shape. So in a statement announcing the ban in antimicrobial soaps, the FDA said the manufacturers had not proved its safety or shown it offered better protection than soap and water. So some data suggests that antimicrobial ingredients may do more harm than good over the long term. Potential health risks, the agency cited, were bacterial resistance and hormonal effects. Yes, hormonal effects. So we're going to find out about those hormonal effects. And people call me all the time or message me or send me emails. I want to balance my hormones. Uh, hmm. <laughs> so here's something that really can um, throw them out of whack. So a great deal of research on the potential health impact of triclosan, including um, that done on rodents, that would be rats, and other animals. Few human studies have ever been done. Now, the thing to understand about rats... I know this because I did research on rats in medical school, is that rats are more similar to humans than mice. And so if you can do research on rats, it's a better deal. But rats, of course, are bigger and more expensive. All right. This is we need more human data, but it's important to look at animal studies. Now, I'm not a peta person or anti-animal cruelty person, but why torture the animals if you're not going to even pay attention to the data you get? You know what I'm saying? How can you benefit from animal research if you're not even going to pay attention to the data when it shows harm. This, you know, leave it right there. <laughs> so, um, so the major health concerns about triclosan, and, there, and they are many. Now, the thing to understand about this, this is not a triclosan problem. In other words, there are so many additives in your personal care products that this is just one villain called a whipping boy. And there are still many chemicals that still remain in your personal care products. So if all I can convince you of today is to go home and throw out your personal care products, one, the show would have been a success. Two, you'll be a lot wealthier because those things are not cheap. And two, you'll be a lot, lot healthier. 
so human reproduction and development. So animal studies have linked triclosan to lower testosterone. Yep, you guys. Uh, you know, everyone wonders, why is the testosterone level in American males like half of what it was in the 50s? Uh, could it be the personal care products? It probably is. So uh, lower testosterone levels and less sperm production, like the skyrocketing infertility. It also may affect the thyroid. And again, I can't tell you the emails I get from people saying, I think I have the thyroid. Um, will Vitality Capsule help my thyroid? What can I do for my thyroid? Stop poisoning it. Just ditch your personal care products. And so the thyroid produces hormones essential to brain development in children. Again, you know, douse the kids with personal care products, you stupid kids. And there's, so, so this is an issue. So human reproduction and development in the, let's just say IQ, like making you stupid, all right. Allergies and asthma. This is huge. So many kids now are having allergies and asthma. Remember when I was young, if a kid had allergy and asthma, um, it had to be either middle class, white, or both. In other words, it seemed to happen mostly in families that had disposable income. And what do you do when you have disposable income? Buy more personal care products. So... You know, where I came from, you had uh, a bar of soap and a jar of Vaseline. Pretty much that was it. That was the whole personal care program. And if that didn't do it, oh, well. So uh, allergies and asthma are a big, big deal. So many, so animal and human studies, even have human studies on this one, suggest that triclosan may make people more sensitive to allergens. Now, you gotta, you got you to gotta really admire this slant here. It says... That doesn't mean triclosan causes hay fever, for example, but it may cause hay fever. Did you get that contradiction? Did you get that, that, that flip? It doesn't mean triclosan causes hay fever, but it may cause hay fever. Symptoms. Well, how can it not cause hay fever but cause hay fever symptoms, right? So most people with hay fever symptoms are like, oh, I think I've got hay fever. They go to the doctor and they get allergy pills and maybe even allergy shots and allergy testing, which, of course, is totally irrelevant. That's another story. But it may cause hyper symptoms to be triggered by a smaller than usual amount of pollen. Let's put this in English. So you take a person who ordinarily would not have any hay fever symptoms and would be doing just fine. And you give him triclosan or expose him to triclosan, put it on his skin, and boom, he has hay fever symptoms. Sounds like triclosan causes hay fever symptoms to me. It's really simple. So you know, this kind of seriously unscientific writing about something that's pretty straightforward is, is a little uh, troubling, actually. And so your doctor is reading this gibberish. It doesn't cause hay fever, but it can cause hay fever. It doesn't cause hay fever, but it can cause hay fever. And so your doctor is reading this scientific, scientific, objective information. And so when you come go to his office and talk to him, he's going, uh. <laughs> Uh, so, you, you know, you read this stuff and you realize, okay, they're trying to get me to get so confused that I lie to myself. But you don't have to do that. You just realize that it takes this amount of stuff to cause hay fever symptoms or disease, add triclosan, and it takes this amount of stuff. And so, obviously, a large number of people who fall in that range 
are going to become sick. When without triclosan, they would have been perfectly healthy, perfectly fine. So triclosan may contribute to the rise in allergies and asthma that we are seeing. This is huge, huge, huge. And when I work with people, especially asthmatics, and I take them off all their personal care products, a substantial improvement in their breathing. It's shocking. But really, you have got to just ditch every last one. Because, again, it's not a triple sand problem. It's in additives in your personal care products. And they are everywhere. And they are so um, subtle. They'll name a natural ingredient, like stevia, for example. Like, why would you put stevia in a topical product? I don't know, but they do. But they don't put a ground-up stevia leaf. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. It's, a, it's a chemical derivative of the leaf. And so you're still, again, you're off in this chemical territory, but the label, you, you read it and say, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, that's natural. Mm. <laughs> no. And then antibiotic and antimicrobial resistance. So some research also suggests that bacteria become immune to triclosan over time. Now, when, what the public may not realize is that when a microbe becomes resistant to something, to one substance, it usually becomes, at the same time, resistant to many substances. So developing resistance is that microbe deciding, ooh, I need to put more resources on security. It's like if your house gets robbed, all of a sudden you're going to put extra locks in the doors, maybe some bars, maybe an alarm system. So you're going to divert more resources into protective measures. And so bacteria, other living organisms are the same. And it's like, ooh, I, I've got this triclosan exposure. I think I better, you know, prepare for more disasters. Yeah, so you have basically a bacteria prepper. And so gut bacteria. study published in, in May focused on triclosan in one particular type of product, toothpaste. In this study, researchers fed mice a solution that contained triclosan in amounts they say are comparable to what you would absorb when you brush your teeth. And they found it altered the mice's gut bacteria. Wow. After three weeks, some of those mice had gut problems, including inflammation of the colon, in mice bred to get colon cancer, those fed triclosan developed more and more, more and larger tumors. So here people are uh, maybe getting screening for cancers or whatever, and they're just pumping in all these cancer-causing personal care products, you know, putting it on their skin, putting it in their mouth, putting it in their armpits, up their vagina, up their butt, whatever. You got to, instead of saying it's those folks out there doing it to me, you have to say, wait a minute. How am I doing it to myself? So, so this toxicologist at Colgate Palmolive, makers of Colgate Total Toothpaste, this is the only toothpaste that still contains triclosan. Again, they put in other chemicals, other ingredients. So the research has a fundamental flaw because mice metabolize the triclosan far differently than humans, he says. Majority of the findings were observed at levels higher than the exposure from brushing teeth with Colgate Total, he said. Now, the FDA says Colgate Total toothpaste is a safe and effective means of preventing gingivitis, which is a mild gum disease. And again, the point here is you have 
a material which is known to damage mitochondria. Just that's a fact. Everyone agrees on that. What they cannot agree on is are damaged mitochondria a bad thing? <laughs> I think damage every cell in your body is a bad thing. I I I think that's pretty straightforward. And so the gastroenterologist says mice, mice study, are far from perfect stand-in for humans, but he says results do raise concerns. Again, this is like a canary in the coal mine. When the canary falls over dead, the miners know something's up. And so, again, we have the mice who are having incredible problems with this and incredible health consequences. Something's not right. So, let's see. And it's upsetting that the gut microbiome early in life can have lasting consequences. In other words, using personal care products on your baby. Definite no-no. Um, thank God for me, I was just like way too busy to use personal care products on my baby. Like, uh, damn cloth, wipe them down, hope for the best. So, obviously, we all understand microbes in your gut influence your immune system development. And something that upsets those microbes, such as a chemical like triclosan, might distort the way your immune system develops. And so, they have come up with this report at a time when triclosan has been removed from most products. Now, the environment, of course, is saturated with it. But let's just take a look, because other people have checked check this out for us. We have the uh, Skin Deep people. I'll put this link in the chat room. And so these people have actually gone so far as to make a list of products that's, that contain triclosan. Now, again, the big deal here is most products still contain materials that damage your skin. They have to. Because that makes the product penetrate the skin or stick to the skin. And so what this means then is any personal care product is going to damage your skin. It has to. Now, let's just make sure we covered all the possible issues here with triclosan. Yeah, we covered it. Okay, so big deal here, I think, is the link to allergies, asthma, brain development in children, and low testosterone in guys. Guys are quick to say, oh, I want to raise my testosterone. Well, dude, first thing is dump your metrosexual products. You know, get rid of those personal care products. And that is the best way to go. So let's see what our uh, consumer-oriented individuals have come up with. And I'm just going to do product type. I'm not going to call out different brands because there are so many brands. And the point here is that this is what happens when you trust your personal care products to another individual. In other words, when you outsource it. So you outsource your beauty, then you get ugly. Right. So you outsource your beauty and you get ugly. You get products that you put on your skin that actually damage your skin and, in this case, ruin your health as well. And so here we go. Um, hair conditioner, facial cleanser, aftershave. Mm 
foot cleansing, foot moisturizer, nail polish remover. Yeah, I'll be soon using nail polish remover. <laughs> I should check my bottle to see if triclosan is on. Um, shaving cream, antiperspirant, tooth whitening, toothpaste, liquid hand soap. So why don't we just, so, so what's the, oh, mascara, antiperspirant, bar soap, facial cleanser, liquid hand soap. So what, how do we do this? What, 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 how can you avoid all this stuff, right? Like, this is everywhere, so they say. So the way I avoid it is I don't use any of those products. And you see what kind of skin I have at 62, right? Not bad, nothing to sneeze at. And it's because I don't use any of these products. So um, many women, black women even, use all these products and their skin shows it. It shows. They have, uh, they have age spots. They have wrinkles. They have all kinds of issues. So how do we replace these things? So conditioner. Why don't we replace the shampoo first? There we go. That's a good, good uh, thing. So I use... Uh, powder, Shaka Kai powder, S-H-A-K-A-K-A-I, Shaka Kai powder, super cheap. It's four bucks a box. A box lasts me about six months, but, you know, if you wash your hair more often, then one box will last at least, will easily last a month uh, for shoulder length hair. Generally, it's a pretty deep cleanser. It gets rid of dandruff and cleans your hair pretty thoroughly, so you probably wouldn't use it any more than, say, twice a week, even if um, you have straight hair. All right, so having gotten rid of shampoo, now the question is, what about the conditioner? Not everybody needs conditioner. So check it out. If you use Shaka Kai powder and you don't need conditioner, then you're good to go. If you do need conditioner, all conditioner is is a mixture of oil and water. You can take olive oil, like half olive oil, half water, shake it up, and spray it on your hair and comb it through. You have just conditioned. Um, if you don't like olive oil, no problem. Use grapeseed oil. Oh, you don't like that? Oh, no problem. Use jojoba oil. Oh, you don't like that? No problem. Use almond oil. In other words, pick the oil you like. Whatever oil you like. You like even coconut oil. Fine. Use that. Any oil plus water, shake it up, spray. Boom. You've conditioned. So that's your hair conditioner. What about facial cleanser? Why do you even need facial cleanser? Okay, so... The secret to my face, look at my face, the secret is no soap. It is a damp cloth. Wipe it and go. But sometimes when I do that, um, my face might be a little dry. So I wipe it, and then I put some uh, oil on it. My favorite is castor oil. But what if you, you know, your face is dirty or something, or you really want to clean it? I use rice bran. So you take rice bran. Mix it with warm water and form a very loose, uh, not even paste, but a loose, thick liquid. And I use that for my face, neck, and body. And that gets off all the dead cells. It's a mild exfoliation. And it actually clears your complexion and evens out your skin color and tone. So if you have pigment in your skin, it evens out your skin color. So that's why my skin color is even. So I use that on my face. I use it on my face maybe once, maybe once a week. Um, that's rice bran. Aftershave. This is interesting. 
So for aftershave, you can be really basic and just use witch hazel. Just put witch hazel on, boom. It's an astringent. It takes care of things. It does the job. But let's say you want to be fancier than that. Um, you can actually do a mix of witch hazel, alcohol, various herbs, let it set for six weeks, and boom, you have aftershave. And I make uh, 12 herb bay rum, and it makes a lot of bay rum. I think I have enough bay rum for a few years. Not that I use aftershave. So what else do you use this aftershave for? So historically, um, when men shaved, as now, they occasionally nick or make a break in the skin. But historically, that could be fatal. That's a big deal. So the bay rum aftershave in Jamaica, they made it in Jamaica, with these herbs, stopped the bleeding and prevented infection. And they found also this herb blend, put it in the chest, it gets rid of uh, pneumonia, cough, put it on a painful joint or a stiff joint, and it gets rid of the pain, and the joint can move uh, freely. So ditch the aftershave. If you're not handy with herbs and tinctures and all that other stuff, just use witch hazel. Shaving cream. Honestly, I'm stumped. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand shaving cream. But I would say maybe try and use a thin oil like um, grapeseed oil. That's a very, very thin oil. Or you can take the, uh, again, oil water mixture, shake it up, spray it on. It'll give you a rage of the glide, and hopefully it'll cut, uh, cut the hair, give it a go. Now, I used to make my own lotions, but I don't do that anymore. Um, foot cleansing, you know, don't overthink it. Get a foot file and just shave that skin off. And if you want to soak it in something, it's two tablespoons of honey, two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, quarter cup of Epsom salts, and a gallon of warm water, and just let it soak. And it's amazing. All the crud comes off. Nail polish remover. I have a bad habit of just letting it wear off. It's not good, but that's what I do. I just let it, I just let it wear off. And then uh, as it wears off, I just take my other nail and scrape it off the rest of the way. I know it's not a good idea, but uh, for nail polish remover, usually you can try, um, you know, try some turpentine. Facial cleanser, again, we covered that. Just some rice bran. Rinse it off and put on some oil to seal in the moisture. Antiperspirant deodorant. This is so simple, it's embarrassing. You can get essential oil of lemon, one drop on your index finger, apply it. If you need two drops to put bigger armpits, boom, you're done. You've deodorized and it's a pleasant smell. And antiperspirant deodorant is the worst. So antiperspirant prevents your body from detoxing through perspiration. And this is what creates tumors, and cancers. Tooth whitening, but let's just talk about toothpaste. So for toothpaste, you can keep it simple, just baking soda and salt. As far as tooth whitening, just put some activated charcoal in there. Whitens your teeth. That's what I use. Okay. And... That's pretty much the list. Oh, mascara. Um, I just don't use it. 
So all the makeups, I just I just don't use makeup. And I use my a smile. That's what I use to look better. Um, an old, let's see, bar soap. I don't even use bar soap. Again, I just use the um, rice bran and water, scrub, and rinse it off. And then facial cleanser. Again, we covered that. Liquid hand soap. It's interesting, liquid hand soap. So for liquid hand soap, I just rinse my hands and wipe them off. Sometimes when I'm in public places, I'll use their soap. Ah, moisture, a sunscreen. So sunscreen, you can just use, believe it or not, carrot oil. Carrot oil, super cheap. And it has an SPF that's very high, I believe about 40. And it looks good. So that's it. Those are the products you can substitute for the uh, for the ones that contain dangerous, harmful chemicals. And so what I do is rather than wait for these reports from the medical industrial complex after, no, no this comes out after most manufacturers have voluntarily removed triclosan from their products, just saying. And so rather than wait for the alert 20 years after the fact, or I guess really 30, 40 years after the fact, just realize that whatever you put on your skin is going into your body. And if you think that the recommendations I've made are unacceptable to you, you'd like to do it your way, let me give you some help. If you can't eat it, don't put it in your skin because you are eating it. So look at the bottle, read the ingredients, and say, really, do I want to drink this? And if you don't think it would be safe to drink, just don't do it. Now, a lot of people have higher standards of beauty uh, than I do. <laughs> you know, maybe you're getting married and you're the bride. And we're going to commercial. No, please don't go. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. 
Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AirOutfitting.com. Republic Broadcasting Network depends on listener support of our advertisers and of our sponsors. We'd like to especially thank all of you who have taken advantage of our fundraiser with FrontSite Bonus. Those who are now FrontSite members, please train as soon as possible for your sake and for that of our nation. And please consider sharing your training and what you've learned when you arrive home. Republic Broadcasting Network has to stop promoting this fundraiser on air and on the website in just a few days. Dr. Ignatius Piazza, president of FrontSite, made a gracious exception to his no-media rule for us at Republic Broadcasting Network. Thank you, Dr. Piazza. And once you've been to FrontSite, feel free to call your favorite host and share your experience on the air. We can continue this fundraiser without media help, but it'll be totally up to the listeners to spread the information. Please call Dan Sutterfield in Missouri at 573-465-2356. 573-465-2356. That's 573-465-2356. Good morning. Welcome back. You're listening to Dealing with Dr. Daniels. Okay. We're talking about those darn personal care products. Answer is don't. Just don't. Don't buy personal care products. Make your own using edible organic ingredients. It is simpler than you think. When I first started trying to make my own um, personal care products, I bought this book. Uh, it told you how to make your own personal care products at home. Oh, my God. Every recipe was complicated, involved the blender. I had messed up the whole freaking kitchen. Uh, dinner time would come, and I couldn't cook dinner because I was still working on this personal care product recipe. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself, your family, your kids, or your kitchen. Instead, you can just keep it super simple. Single organic edible ingredients applied into your skin. Super easy. Um, as many of you know, I live in the jungle, and living in the jungle, you can make it even easier yet. You can just go to a stream. Yes, go to a stream, lay in the stream, pick up a handful of sand or dirt, rub it on your skin. Guess what? You have just exfoliated, and you are super clean and fresh smelling. And then, uh, you know, towel off, or actually, it is the jungle. Just walk and drip dry, and then you can put on some oil. All right. We will have lots of ideas on Facebook about sunscreen, things that they've used, red raspberry seed oil, uh, vitamin C powder with coconut oil. 
or someone said just coconut oil alone. Or um, obviously I mentioned carrot oil, but that's it. So Donna says, what are the ratios you use to make toothpaste with activated charcoal? What do you do to keep this into store and use daily? So activated charcoal is, is not a medium that um, promotes the growth of bacteria or fungus, so you don't have to use any preservatives. And you just put in um, two parts salt, one part um, baking soda, and then about a quarter part of activated charcoal. Not much. Stir it in, and that's it. And then you just take your, your uh, toothbrush, dip it in, brush your teeth. And my teeth actually were getting quite yellow, and I just added some activated charcoal to this baking soda and salt mixture, and I just brush with it every day, and every day just takes off a little more, a little more, a little more, and now, bright teeth. Now, someone had a problem with her hormones after using carrot oil. So, yay, switch another oil. Coconut oil, someone said, works. Another oil. But the point is, you do not need to and should not be buying any commercial sunscreen. <laughs> Jenny says, I'm like you when it comes to makeup. Bare face is best. Yes. <laughs> so Mary means, can type 1 diabetes be reversed or cured? If so, how? So type 1 diabetes is really a challenge because nobody knows exactly what uh, causes it. So with type 1 diabetics, I have worked with them and managed to get their, di- their insulin down very low. Uh, then usually the person says, you know what, I didn't. So it's not clear to me how to get them absolutely off. Once they get off, they really have to stick to the strict uh, program of unprocessed food. We're at work. Yep. What? Never It happens more often than we can imagine. In my case, I was sitting at home, and out of nowhere, I just started feeling uncomfortable. Then it got worse, and I started perspiring. I tried to ignore it, but I waited too long. The chest pain came as we were driving to the hospital emergency. I felt my life clock begin to tick. I barely survived. There was lots of damage done to my heart. What do I do now? I was lucky. I took a leap of faith and tried a seven-herb formula with hawthorn, garlic, cayenne, and more called Extendivite. Herbs have been used for thousands of years to keep us healthy. If you're not using Extendivite as a preventative supplement, maybe it's time to start. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. 